Alright, alright, okay, okay. What's up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Just the facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are able to hear me right now. It's a little bit windy outside here today. It's, it is nice out, but it's pretty fucking cold here, you know. Oh my god, this weather's changing. Fall is starting to hit us hard a little bit right now. This cold weather, just wait till winter hits. I feel like, in my honest opinion, guys, I hope you guys are doing okay, by the way. Or doing great, not okay. I hope you guys are doing great, by the way. In my honest opinion, I think we're going to have a rough winter. That's just, that's just my honest opinion. You know, I hope not. But, you know, I'm speaking most for, like, New York. I think we're going to have a rough winter. That's how I feel. You know, let's hope not. Let's hope nobody has a rough winter. You know, I do love the snow. Once that shit turns to fucking ice and you start slipping and sliding like an idiot, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> but, all right, guys, again... Hope you guys are doing great here today. This is my AEW Dynamite review, and I want to let you guys know that my AEW Rampage review will be on Sunday. I'm a little bit busy tomorrow, so I'm still going to be watching it tonight, but I just want to let you guys know it will be on Sunday afternoon. Nice, A nice Halloween special, if you will. So, <laughs> And then, of course, on Monday, I'll talk about my Dallas Cowboys versus the Minnesota Vikings as they play on Sunday night on Halloween. Hopefully, Dak Prescott does play. I mean... I don't know if he's going to. It's it's going to be a tough one, though, on Sunday. It's not going to be easy. And then, of course, on Tuesday, I'll make my uh, week nine predictions of the, 2020, of the 2021 NFL season. I was actually wrong for the first time on Thursday night because I picked the Cardinals to win last night, and they lost. We'll definitely talk about that in the week nine predictions because I was pretty shocked, especially the last play shocked me and, the, and how the Packers won without – Two of their top wide receivers and Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, who both went down due to COVID. It's unbelievable how they won that game, but that's that's Aaron Rodgers for you. He's a bad man. Even though the Cardinals should have won that game. It's whatever, though. My undefeated streak ends. Whatever, though. But all right, guys. Let's get right into AEW Dynamite. And this show was way better than their Saturday night show they had recently. The one... uh where Cody faced Malachi in the main event. Like, this Dynamite was so much better. It was so much better. And the ratings, the ratings went up for this one because I know the ratings for, like, the Saturday one, the 23rd, was, like, 575, I believe. The ratings were 941,000, which is not bad. It went up a lot. I didn't expect them to hit a million at all, AEW, so, you know. But they did pretty good in viewership when you think of it because it went all the way up, you know, 400,000. That's pretty good. If it was, like, in the 600, 700,000 range... Then I would have been like, that's that's trouble. But they did good, and it was it was a good show, like I said. We start off with CM Punk versus Bobby Fish, you know, a little throwback to Ring of Honor. And this really shocked me, too, early on on Wednesday when I saw that Ring of Honor is releasing all their talent. I couldn't believe it. I seriously couldn't believe it. And it's a, it's a real shame, though, because I've seen a little bit of Ring of Honor. I've seen a couple segments. I don't think I've actually ever sat down and watched a full match. So I'm kind of ashamed that I... Ha- Actually, no, I am ashamed that I haven't watched a full match right there of Ring of Honor. You know, they did sell... I think they did sell out MSG in 2019 with G1 Supercard. One of my buddies was there that I was hanging out with on Wednesday watching Dynamite. And he said it was a really good show. I think he went to, like, a few shows from 2009 to 2012 as well. And he said it was great. Just, fuck. I've seen a couple segments. Like, I've seen, like, uh, Jim Cornette and uh, Kevin Steen... I think one with CM Punk too, I believe. It's been it's been a while since I've seen anything with Ring of Honor, but 
I really feel bad for them. I really do. It, it is good, though, that the wrestlers are going to get paid until their contracts are up in December. So at least that's a good thing. It's just a shame, though, because they were, they were a good wrestling company. You know, they weren't like um, like a WWE or WCW or now an AEW. I'm not going to say TNA because that's just, let's just not even bring them up. Um, but they were a fun wrestling company. They were. They produced a whole lot of great talent. They're all over the world right now. And I'm sure WWE is going to pick up a couple guys. Like, I'm sure they probably will. And I'm sure AEW will as well. So, my best wishes do go out to everybody in Ring of Honor. It really does. And hopefully, wherever they go in the wrestling world, whether it be WWE, AEW, I'd say Impact Wrestling, Japan, or any other wrestling company in the world, hopefully, hopefully they do good. And I believe they will. But this match between CM Punk and Bobby Fish, it was a good opener. I thought it was a good opener, to be honest, you know. Everybody keeps on saying CM Punk needs a feud. And I think after tonight on Rampage, he will have a feud. Because I did read spoiler for Rampage. It obviously was taped on Wednesday. So it looks like CM Punk will be, will be having a feud for full gear. And it's something I didn't expect. I will be honest, though. I did not expect it. We'll talk about that on Sunday. Um... We know that's going to happen. I think you guys know as well if you guys read the spoilers. But um, that match between Punk and Fish was good, though, you know. And I know Bobby Fish gets, like, a lot of hate. Like, a lot of people really don't like him in AEW. You know, I guess it's his style they don't like. But he is a good name for AEW in a way. Like, he's not going to be in there to win, like, championships. He did compete for the TNT championship. He's not going to win any belts in AEW forms a tag team or something, maybe wins the tag team title, something like that, but I can't see him really doing much in AEW, you know what I mean, I just don't see it, you know, he's going to put on some good matches, him and Guevara was a decent match, him and Brian Danielson was a great fucking match, Anthony Green, that was more of like a squash, that was whatever between him and Punk was good, him and Punk put on a good match, I enjoyed it, you know, seeing Punk with the long pants, I think, I, I like Punk better with the trunks, to be honest, the long pants, it's a unique kind of look, but it's not my style. I think he should go, uh, just stick just stick with the trunks. I think he should stick with that. But, um, no, Punk, I feel like, did good. It was a sellout crowd in Boston. Crowd was rocking. It was actually sold out for quite a while, so that was pretty cool. I don't know, overall, it was a good match. It was a great way to start off Dynamite. It was a great way to start off. These two veterans in the ring, just like they started off last week with Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes in the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament, which is two veterans going at it, putting on a good match. You know, I see a lot of the internet trolls talking about punk and everything, and they're just like, they just say stupid shit, like, you know. Well, not, well saying he needs a feud is not stupid, because I believe he does need a feud. Like I said, after Rampage, he definitely will. Um, just get, you, gotta, you gotta ease into things. You don't want to rush things, like, too fast. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, like, let's just, like, breathe for a second, just relax, like, Yeah, you can't just you can't rush the, you can't rush a process. You just can't, you know. And it was nice to see CM Punk finally have his first match on Dynamite because all of his matches, well, his first match obviously was at All Out, and his other matches have been on Rampage. This was his first one on Dynamite, so that was good at least. Um, and I thought this was kind of like a weird kind of finish, like in a way after CM Punk hit the GTS, like he looked at the referee, 
that was a what's his name Paul Turner the referee because it looked like Bobby Fish was trying to kick out he kicked out like right after he tried to kick out after three so I don't know Paul Turner like rushed the count or something like that or, I, I don't know what it was right there but CM Punk got the win maybe he was a little bit confused but CM Punk gets the win to start off Dynamite good match between these two guys these two veterans in the ring they put on a good match and like I said after Rampage we'll definitely find out who CM Punk's feuding with going into full gear and I can't wait for it I think it's going to be a good match I'm not going to spoil it for any of you guys I'm sure you guys know but for those who don't know I'm not going to spoil it and don't read the spoilers I know I, 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 I'm not taking my own advice you know I probably shouldn't have read it but I'm kind of happy I did I'm kind of happy that I did though so then we saw we did see Malachi Black up backstage you know talking about the Nightmare family and Cody and like how the House of Black will always win so we know this is far from over you know I know it's gonna it's gonna be settled at full gear and that's fine by me um and for those who are saying Malachi's buried do you guys <coughs> excuse me sorry do you guys know what you're talking about he's not buried in any way shape or form like he loses one fucking match he was gonna lose at some point just like when Miro was gonna lose at some point I mean like Jesus Christ you guys think one loss determines a guy being buried, a guy or girl being buried? It just doesn't mean that. It's not like Malachi was there 50-50, he was winning and losing. You know what I mean? Like, he's not buried in any way, shape, or form. You guys just love to just say the term buried because you think it gets you off and everything. You guys are idiots. But now we get to MJF's match. MJF was in action against a local jobber. He looked like, what was his name, Bryce something or I forgot what this guy's fucking name was, but he looked like a long-lost Young Buck brother. So, this was a fucking squash match. MJF fucking going in for a handshake. He tricked him, kicked him in the gut, threw him into the ropes. Or threw him into the corner, I should say. And then he hit him with the Heat Seekers finisher. One, two, three. And that was it. MJF got a nice quick win. Plain and simple. He gets the W over the Young Buck's long-lost brother. So... I, that's what I was thinking, like, right away. I was like, is he related to the Umbucks at all? Because he does look like him. He does look like one of them. So that was a quick win for MJF. Dynamite in two months when he wrestled uh, Chris Jericho. Was the one in Houston? Yeah, in Houston. Where it was the fifth labor of Jericho. So, and that was, that was actually their best match, I would say. Because they had... Three singles matches, like, you know, full gear last year. That match was okay. The match on Dynamite they had in August was really good. The match at All Out, it, it was good, but it wasn't better than their match on Dynamite. That's what I have to say. Well, then MJF started cutting a promo like he always does. A great promo, I should say, like he always does. Because every time he talks, just prints money every single time when he talks. And he was talking about, you know, Darby Allen's staying, and then of course he criticized Boston and everything. He even referenced uh, he even referenced uh, Ted saying, Oh, what does your mother sound like here in Boston? Hot MJF, hot. And I was like, Holy shit. Saying Boston's full of losers. And I was like, Oh my god. How could you not love this? How could you not love MJF? Just how can you not love him? Just how can you not love this guy? Whether you like AEW or not. If you look at MJF, whether you're a casual fan, like where you don't know much about AEW, or you're just a diehard wrestling fan, you have to love MJF. Because every time he talks, like you always, it's like you want to smack him in the fucking face. 
But I love this guy. I really do. And I hope he beats Darby Allen at full gear. And I love Darby. Darby's my guy. But MJF needs to win more. You know what I mean? He needs to win more over Darby. And it's not going to affect Darby if he loses. Don't think that it's going to. Because it's not. Because I think MJF is going to get the belt at some point. I think they're going to be doing Punk versus MJF pretty soon. Maybe for Revolution. Maybe MJF is the guy to beat CM Punk. The first guy to beat CM Punk. And I think he should be. That would be a money level feud. To get it this early. That'd be great. That would be fucking great. And hopefully we do get it. So. We did see a. Or we almost saw Sting come out. His music hit. But it was a whole gag by MJF and Sean Spears. And it didn't look like Wardlow was in on it at all. Didn't look like it. Wardlow looked a little bit upset. Like, there's a lot of tension between Wardlow and MJF. I just hope, like, Wardlow doesn't cost MJF at full gear. Because MJF needs this win. He does. He needs this win over Darby. I mean, they're both coming off losses at All Out. You know, Darby losing to Punk and um, MJF losing to Jericho. Like, MJF needs this win, though. That's what he needs. You know, and they both won at Grand Slam, so that was really cool. But they both need this win right here. They do. They just, they need it. Like, MJF really needs this win. He does. But then the lights did go out, and MJF thought it was like a whole gag thing that Sean Spears did. And Chuck was like, oh, that's not me. And they showed a video of, um, of Darby. Yeah, it looked like he was at a concert or something like that. And somebody had an MJF uh, mask on. Darby Allen drop kicked him and put him through a table and the words were on the screen it says now I break you physically so now Darby Allen it looks like he's broken MJF mentally now it's time to break him physically so who's in the ring when the lights come back on it's Sting with the ball with the baseball bat takes out Sean Spears gets Wardlow MJF ran outside the ring and who was dressed as the invisible man outside the ring in the fucking crowd Darby Allen he takes off there, tries to rip to MJF, MJF runs off like a scalded dog, as JR would say, Darby Allen takes out Sean Spears, then he has thumbtacks on his skateboard, goes in the ring, takes out Wardlow with it, and I saw the marks that Wardlow had, after that show, I was like, Jesus, that, that's nasty right there, and then Darby Allen grabbed the mic, his music was going off, and then, he said, cut my music, cut my music, just like MJF would say, and then Darby Allen said, Full gear, MJF. So there you go. Darby Allen, MJF at full gear. That's going to be fucking fun. That's going to be a fun fucking match. It's going to be great. It might... It, I mean, actually, well, no. I think match of the night, it's already, like, settled. We know it's going to be Kenny and Hangman, but... Darby and MJF could make, you know... They could make a case for it. They could make a case for it. They seriously, seriously could. But we'll see what happens, though. We'll see what happens. Um, when we come back from commercial, we did see... Uh, Britt Baker backstage with, you know, Jimmy Hader and Rebel, and it was announced for Rampage, you know, tonight, 
that Britt Baker will be facing Abaddon in a trick-or-treat match, which means, you know, no it's a no-disqualification match. You know, it's got the Halloween, you know, theme to it. So if Abaddon wins, she gets a shot at the AEW World Women's Championship. So I'm like, okay, we haven't seen Abaddon in a long while. On Dynamite, this is her first match on Rampage. So it's been a long, long while since we've seen Abaddon. It really has been. So it'll be a nice, you know, no pun intended, it'll be a nice treat to see Abaddon on TV tonight. I did hear, like, 50-50, like, from this match. Like I heard some people said it was good. Some people said it was, it was eh. So I've heard, like, 50-50 from it. So I'll judge it myself and see what happens. But now we get to the next match for the TNT Championship. Sammy Guevara, the Spanish God, defending his TNT Championship against all-ego Ethan Page. So. And this match was really good. This match was really good. It was definitely one of my favorite TNT Championship matches. And like Ethan Page was his first match on a Dynamite in a while. I think it's like his last match. His last match was against uh, Darby Allen, the coffin match at Fighter Fest Night One. So it's been a while since we've seen Ethan Page wrestle on Dynamite, so. The last couple matches have been on Rampage. But no, this match between him and Sammy was really good. And the whole stipulation of Sammy loses, not only does he lose the TNT title, but he would have to leave the inner circle. And of course, Sammy wins. They get the match at full gear. You know, 10-man tag team match between the inner circle and America Top Team. So... But this match was really fun. It was a fun fucking match between Sammy and Ethan. It was great. It was a great match. And Sammy Guevara, every time he goes in the ring, he just impresses me every single time. You know, I know he's he's liked by a lot of people, Sammy. A lot of old school people like him. He's fucking great. He's going to be a future world champion. Like, he, he's going to be a, he's a... Well, no, he's already a top guy in this company. He is. He's entertaining every time he goes out there. He really is. He always puts on a good match. Like I said, at the beginning, like with his promos, they weren't as good. Or they really weren't good at all. But recently, his promos have been really good. I'm sure he's been learning from a lot of people. Just like Jungle Boy has as well, which is great. You know, if you're going cha- to be a champion, you've got to be able to talk. Unless you have somebody talk for you, you know, that's fine. But whatever. Well, there was nobody getting involved in this match at all. It was a clean match. And of course, Ethan Page, you know, of course, he's going to try his dirty tactics. You know, he's gonna, he tried to do his dirty tactics on Sammy, but it didn't work. You know, like I said, nobody got involved. The inner circle stayed away. American Top Team, they stayed away. It was just one-on-one right here. And it was really picking up towards the end of the match right here. It was getting really good. Especially, like, when Sammy does that fucking cutter from the top rope. Like, I don't know how he does it so perfectly. Even though this one was not really as done as perfectly. It was more of a stunner than a cutter in a way. I think he missed Ethan by just a little bit with the cutter. Like, he got him, like, more of, like, a stunner, like I said. Like, not really a cutter, more of a stunner. 
don't know. And especially when Sammy did that fucking move off the top rope to eat the page outside the ring where he fucking flew on. I was like, Jesus, oh my God. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. And he the page. He tried to do fucking Eagle's Edge from the top rope. I'm like, oh, no way. If he hits that, it's over. But Sammy counted it. I was like, holy shit. And Sammy got him. I'm like, not really like a roll-up pin, but he got Ethan down. He got him down one, two, three. And even before that, when Sammy did the fucking Spanish fly mid-air. I don't know how he... How does he do that? How does he fucking do that Spanish fly in mid-fucking-air so perfectly? That's that's what I'm wondering. How does he do it so perfectly in mid-air? I, I, I don't know how he does it. But he got Ethan down... Like, Ethan tried to roll him up, and then Sammy got him back with him, beat him 1-2-3, and Sammy Guevara retains the TNT title. And it is official. We will get the inner circle. Chris Jericho, Jake, H- uh, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz. And Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky, All Eagle, Ethan Page, the men of the year, and three other members of America top team. You know, so we'll see who they're going to be. They have to match the Scorpio Sky. We saw Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky attack Sammy Guevara after the match, and the whole inner circle came out, chased off Sky and uh, Page, and then fucking Jericho, man, cutting another amazing promo, I swear, saying, Ethan Page, like, the only thing you beat is your meat in the fucking hotel room. I was like, holy shit. And the whole crowd was chanting, beat the meat, beat the meat. Like a Dan Lambert in a way, saying, like, like, we're going to wait a week to tell you which members we're going to pick for America Top Team because if Sammy Guevara was to be Ethan Page, which he did, then the Inner Circle gets to pick the other three members for America Top Team to, to team up with um, Sky and Page. So Jericho's pulling like a Lambert, like saying, we're going to give you, we're going to wait a week. We're not going to tell you right now. So that's like, okay, kind of like Carmen away. So that's, that's good. That's good right there. And I can't wait for the match. I mean, it is going to be a manap. It's going to be... A Minneapolis, I can't say the fuck. Minnesota Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Oh my God, Jesus Christ, LJ. It's gonna be a Minneapolis street fight, ten man tag, Minneapolis, Minneapolis street fight. Holy fuck, it's a tongue twister. Oh my God, I'm fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that at full gear. I really am. Oh, but now we get to the next match in the TBS Women's Tournament here in round one between Serena Deeb and Akaru Shida. And just the chemistry that these two have inside the ring is unreal. It's completely unreal, the chemistry that they have. Like, seriously. They put on a great match in Philly for the anniversary show early on this month and a couple weeks later dynamite two days ago they put on an even better match here in the tournament you know serena deep like i forget how talented she really is because i didn't see that of her in wwe and she really didn't wrestle like at all i think she lost maybe like one or two matches for what i saw but yeah, i think she did retire for a little while serena uh serena deep and then she came back and she's been great she's a great nwa women's world champion and she's a great addition for AEW. She can make a whole lot of other women wrestlers better in this company. Like, she can really help out these women here in this company. She really can. 
Because there are a lot of women in this company that are still a little bit green. Serena can help them. She really could. She makes wrestlers better. She really does. She made Red Velvet look really good. That's not a knock on Red Velvet. It's just, you know, she does botch a lot, so... And Sheeta, we already know, is awesome. But her and Serena put on a really good match right here. You know, dare I say, you know what? It was the best match of the night. It was the best match of the night right here. It was a great fucking match. It's a great women's match that I'll remember. I should go back and watch it again with how good it was. And it is, you know, pretty interesting to see Serena as a heel. Hopefully her and CM Punk do, like, cross paths in a way. That would be kind of cool. Even though CM Punk said Serena has a nice head of hair on her. You know, referencing the Straight Edge Society. And to be honest, Straight Edge Society wasn't that bad, to be honest. It actually was cool back then for CM Punk. He drew a lot of heat from it, which was great. You know, CM Punk, he was a, he was a great fucking heel. You know, when he had the long hair and the big beard. He was a great fucking heel back then. He really was. Or even in 2012 to 2013, he was a great heel as well. He really was. Just anything CM Punk has touched, like, you know, just turned to gold. Everything that he did, all the hurdles he overcame, right there, you know, he made it, you know, turn into gold. He did. You know, but Serena and Sheeta, hopefully we get to see a couple more matches between these two. Because... It's, all, it's like that fight forever thing. Like, hopefully the crowd starts chanting fight forever. Because it just always seems like, even though they only had two matches, just the chemistry that they have is amazing. It seriously is. Like, I love their chemistry that they have inside the ring. They really have great fucking chemistry here. They do. They absolutely do. And hopefully we get to see them wrestle again. You know, and of course, she does still has her 49th win. She's looking for a 50th win in this match. Just like she tried to do a couple weeks ago against Serena. It didn't work. And then fucking Serena, like, uh, brought in Sheeta's, like, trophy right there. The thing, you know, it's his 50th win. And Sheeta got it out of her hands. She was going to hit her with it. She was going to hit Serena with it, but she decided not to do it. She wasn't going to win that way. She threw it. And then Serena poked her in the eye. Got a roll-up. One-two. Sheeta kicked out. Match went off a couple more minutes. Serena got, and then Serena trying to roll up again. Didn't work. Sheeta countered. One, two, three. And Akaru Sheeta is moving on here in the TBS Women's Tournament. And she'll be facing Nyla Rose in round two. I don't want to see that match again, but fuck. Because Sheeta and Nyla, they've had a couple matches. That's what, you know, Sheeta beat Nyla for the AEW Women's World title back at Double or Nothing last year. And they had the rematch of full gear last year, and it was it wasn't that great. So I'm not really looking forward to that match, to be honest. I'm really just not. But great match between Sheeta and Diva, and then Diva attacked Sheeta right after the match, going after a leg, just beating the shit out of Sheeta, and just really beating up that leg. So now the question is, is Sheeta now going to leave the tournament? You know, does Serena get back in it? Do they, do they do something like that? Well, because round two won't be for like a couple weeks. So I guess you could say she will not have time to recover. So but she's going to be a little bit banged up. She definitely is. She'll definitely be banged up.
all that side out of her. Oh, we did see um, Tony Schiavone backstage with uh, Leo Rush and Dante Martin. So, on Rampage tonight, it's not going to be a tag team match because Mike Seidel is hurt. So, it will be just Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin. And this is a big opportunity for Dante Martin to get a win. Leo Rush did say, you know, it's a matter of time where, I'll, where the man of the hour will make his, or he said where Leo Rush will make his in-ring debut for AEW, like his singles debut or just... Dynamite Rampage, and they'll get to show what the man of the hour really is, or who he really is. And I'm looking forward to it. So now we get to this match right here between John Moxley and Dark Order's number 10, Preston Vance, in the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. And... Even before that, we did see uh, Brian Daniels and Eddie Kingston early on in the show. I forgot to mention. Because they're facing off tonight in the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament in the semifinals. Um, and whoever wins goes on to the finals. Like Eddie Kingston talking about, you know, he takes his all off every day. been through that, all the wrestlers have been through that and it's going to be a great match on Rampage looking forward to it this match between Mox and number 10, it was a pretty quick match it was a really quick match so and I kind of figured it would be in, you know, number 10's first match in AEW was against John Moxley it was the week of a double or nothing where Moxley just squashed him. And he basically did the same thing. Even though Dark Horse number 10 did get a little bit of offense in on Mox, but it just pissed him off. And it didn't do much. It didn't help his case right there. Mox just beat the shit out of him. Threw him outside the ring. He was ripping off his mask. He was biting at number 10. I was like, oh my god. They were just biting at him. And then went back in the ring. Number 10 did all he could. He tried to get a couple more shots in, but Mox took him out the paradigm shift. One, two, three. That was it. And John Mox is moving on to the semifinals, and he'll be facing Orange Cassidy next week to see who goes to the finals. I mean, okay, if Mox can destroy Wheeler Yuta and then he can destroy Dark Horse number 10, he should destroy Orange Cassidy in a matter of a minute or seconds. The match should not even be competitive. I didn't give Orange Cassidy that whole, like, underdog thing to do with Powerhouse Hobbs. Because in reality, Powerhouse Hobbs would fucking destroy Cassidy. If those two had a real-life brawl, Powerhouse Hobbs would throw him around like it's nothing. So I kind of hope Mox... Actually, no, I do hope Mox destroys Cassidy on Dynamite next week. That's all I'm hoping for. So we'll see what happens, though. Hopefully I get my wish. I mean, I know Cassidy's not going to win. And, and I want to bring up something Jim Cornette did bring up. He did say, like, Tony Khan might be insane enough to put the world title on Cassidy. I don't think he is. And listen, I like Orange Cassidy. Like, I actually do. 
but do I think he should be world champion? The only way I think Orange Cassidy should be world champion AEW is if he drops the lazy gimmick. Like, if he gets a more serious heelish kind of gimmick, if they can really, like, revamp him in a way like that, then I would accept him as world champion. Like, the only way I would accept him as a champion with a lazy gimmick if it was the TNT title. Then I wouldn't mind. But if it's the world title... Well, like I said, the TNT title, like I said, I wouldn't really mind it as much, but world champion with this gimmick, no. Just no. The, like I said, the only way I, w- I would want him as world champion is if he drops a lazy gimmick, is a, and if he's a heel, and it's like a really, like, a good heel kind of gimmick, where he's just... I mean, like, how could you... Uh, I don't know, how could you book him as a heel, though? That's kind of hard. I don't know if he's ever been a heel. I don't know if his red ant gimmick was a heel. I'm not too sure. I mean, he could try something. I don't know if it would get over, though. Because this is who everybody knows Orange Cassidy for. So if we do revamp his character and turn him heel, would people still like him? Or would they give up on him and just be like, okay, whatever. He's, we don't really care anymore. I don't think they'll do that, to be honest. But... I, I can't see him winning the world title. He got in the world title match, yeah. But I don't think he'd win the world title. If he was get, if he got a one-on-one world title match, then I don't think he would win it. I don't think so. But um, we do get to the next segment right here between Cody Rose and Arn Anderson. Came back from commercial, they were both in the ring. Cody Rhodes, you know, was getting booed out of the building in Boston. And that was kind of expected. Actually, no, that really was expected. And Cody Rhodes, you know, he straight up said it to the fans. Like, you know, he sees him as, like, you know, he sees himself as, like, all the fans in a way. Or he sees him, like, as, or, or how do you say it? Or he sees the fans. He sees the fans like, you know, himself. You know? I'm not sure, like, how he, like, sees it. Like, how, like I forgot what he said. I don't know if it was, like, you know, he sees the fans like him or whatever he said. Or, like, he's one of the fans, whatever. Um, but, you know, he did tell the fans he loves them too much. He said, I'm not going to turn. He basically said right there, I'm not going to turn heel. I'm not going to do it. So, there's your answer right there. I mean, he could be working the crowd. He could legit be working every single one of us. And maybe eventually he will turn heel. I'm starting to believe that he won't. Maybe that's a good thing I'm starting to believe. Maybe it'll be out of nowhere Cody turns heel. Because he really should, you know, he was, he did reference Triple H in a way, like, saying, like, you know, I could have hit, like, this move, because I was thinking of hitting this move, like, he was thinking of hitting the pedigree, because he was going, it looked like he was going for the pedigree on Malachi, but he didn't go for it, he didn't go for it, you know, he said he's not going to put himself in world title matches, like, he could waive that whole stipulation where he doesn't get a world title shot and everything, but he's not going to do that. But hopefully he's working, everybody. If he is, he's doing a real damn good job. He's not going to turn heel. 
it just almost seems like John Cena and Roman Reigns in a way where they didn't turn heel. I don't know if that was their call though. It could have been Vince's call to not turn Cena Roman heel. I definitely think it was it was um, Vince's call to not turn Roman heel, but Cena maybe was a little bit different. Roman, I fully believe they didn't want to turn him heel. But when they brought him back last year for SummerSlam, they nailed it right there when they turned him heel. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. So, well, this definitely is Cody's call because it's, they got the creative freedom in AEW. So it's definitely his call whether he wants to turn heel or not. You know, I don't know if Tony Khan maybe suggested to Cody to turn heel. There was a lot of people in his ear telling him to turn heel, like saying you should do. I'm sure Brandy's telling him to, and he really should turn heel, Cody. I think he he would get over so much as a heel. He absolutely would. He's in fucking ring of honor. He really should turn heel. I don't know what he's waiting for. Maybe he's trying to, like, you know, wait it out, and then he'll finally he'll turn heel. Hopefully he does. You know, he threw his boots into the crowd, you know, basically like saying, like, what would, I think he did say, like, you know, he is like the fans, I mean, like you guys, you know, like when he was 20 years old, like, with not much muscle, like he was trying to say, like, he didn't have much muscle at 20 years old when he debuted. And then Cody and Arn Anderson shook hands. Like Cody Rhodes said he appreciates Arn Anderson. Like thanking him for like the advice going to the match with Malachi. And I thought Cody was gonna turn right then and there. I thought maybe he was gonna low blow crossroads. But nope. It was like fuck. Here came on Andrade El Idolo with his assistant. And you know, Andrade El Idolo saying, you know, Cody got his business with him pack. You know, and Called Cody stupid, said that stupid tattoo, and he said, I'll make you like a bitch. I was like, Oh, okay. And the lights went out. Malachi Black was in the ring. And then Malachi Black spat the uh, black mist into Cody's eyes. And Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson went after the assistant, and Arn Anderson got attacked. And here came Pack. He came to help Malachi, or he came here to help Cody against Malachi and Andrade them off. So it looks like they might finish up at full gear with a tag team match. Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes and Pac. I'm down to see that match. I think that'll be a really fun match. Unless if, you know, if Pac gets the pinfall, then I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied. Or maybe, maybe that's the night Cody, Cody. Maybe that's the night Cody turns heel. Maybe we get him versus Pac. I mean, it's, it, it, it's very possible it's very possible it could happen. But we'll see, though. But now we do get to the main event. It's between the Dark Order, John Silver, Evil Uno, uh, Cole Cabana, and Stu Grayson versus the Super Click. Adam Cole, Bay Bay, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, and the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny by God Omega. And I gotta say, this main event, it was something. It was good and it was something. It really was. Seeing the fucking Dark Order all dressed up like uh, John Silver's dressed up as Bambi. Uh, Stu Grayson as Kratos. Evil Uno, I guess you could say, like Hangman. Nicole Cabana dressed like Brandon Cutler. 
And then the Young Bucks came out dressed up as fucking Ghostbusters. And that's like a reference to like, you know, because they, they killed off Adam Cole and BTE before he went to WWE. So that's kind of like a reference. And also this new Ghostbusters movie coming out, which I didn't know about for like last week. It's called Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't know if it comes out sometime next month. Why do they keep remaking these fucking movies? Like, leave it as it is. Who fucking cares? Like, seriously. When I saw, like, a little bit of the trails, I was just stupid. And the fact that Mikey Ruckus, who does the songs for everybody in AEW, or, mo- or mostly everybody, because everybody else has, because a couple other people have songs that aren't written by him. The fact that he wrote that song in an hour, or I don't know if it was an hour, or half an hour, or an hour and a half, the fact that he wrote that song in a fucking day with like not much time to go is unbelievable how he got that out. That was something. Who are you gonna call? Oh my god. The fact that he did that in such short time. Major props to him. Holy shit, that was really cool. But no, back to this main event though. Like I said, it was fun, you know. A lot of people I did see complaining about this, like, oh, it was too goofy or anything. Well, it was a Halloween, you know, it was a Halloween-style kind of match. You know, because it is Halloween's on Sunday. It's not like they're doing this on the daily, is what I'm trying to say. So, it's a one-time kind of thing. So, I had no problem with it. I don't think anybody really should. They should say, you know what, it is Halloween this weekend, so it makes sense. It's not like it's... Not like it's December and they're doing that or fucking March and it wouldn't make any sense it's it's whatever though people gotta complain they complain they love to hear themselves talk they love the attention um but no we didn't see Michael Nakazawa dressed up as a baby we saw the saw the fucking um Puff Man whatever the fuck they call that character I, I don't even like remember because I never really watched Ghostbusters. Fucking, I forget the fucking name. Let me, let me look it up because that's going to bother me. Oh my god, I'm sorry guys. I, I never really watched Ghostbusters. So, let me see. The Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That's, his, that's the character's name. Sorry about that, guys. Like I said, I don't watch... I don't think I've ever even watched a movie of Ghostbusters at all. I don't think I ever have. So the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Everybody thought that was Brandon Cutler. There's a little bit of a twist right there. But no, in this match, like I said, it was fun in its own way. It was fun. Like, you know, I'm sure if you showed a casual fan this, they may kind of cringe a little bit. But because there were some people at the bar that me and my buddy were at, and they were, like, kind of making fun of it, so... But they really don't, they don't understand it, obviously, because, you know, they're new to seeing it. I'm sure they've never seen AEW, so they're just getting to see it. You know, if you tell them the story, you know, then they'll understand. Or maybe they still won't. And again, guys, I'm sorry about the wind. You know, hopefully you guys can hear me. I'm speaking as loud as I can. Fucking wind over it. But, uh, but no, this match was fun in its own way. Like, it's Halloween gimmick kind of match, so I don't know people complain about, like, oh my god, making a whole big deal out of it, See, the, the funniest part of the match though was when the fucking, the whole elite fucking hit their um, things they had on their back on the fucking all dark order right there, 
And I did see something right there, like where like there was a picture of Kenny Omega in the corner, where the Unbucks were kind of paying attention more to Adam Cole. Now Kenny Omega is kind of understanding what it's like to be alone, just like Hangman and Page was when nobody was paying attention to him a couple years ago. So now Kenny's getting his karma in that way. So isn't that something? And maybe it'll happen to the Unbucks too. Maybe Adam Cole will go off on his own way in the future, paying attention to more people. That's not the leader of the Unbucks. You know what I mean? Karma works in mysterious ways. But many, people, many people wouldn't remember that. But I saw on Twitter, I was like, oh, you know, that, that's true. But then we did see a little bit of, you know, nice super kick party. Fucking John Silver was going off. The match just really started to heat up towards the end. And Rick Knox got knocked out with a super kick by Matt Jackson. And then we did see Alex Reynolds and um, Alan Angels come out. With the horse, and everybody thought that was Hangman and Page, but it wasn't. And the whole lead, they grabbed the fucking horse, hit a, hit the fucking BTE trigger on the horse. They thought it was Hangman, but it was Brandon Cutler. He had his mouth taped, right? He had his mouth taped shut, so he couldn't say anything. And the evil Uno John Silver got resting right outside of the ring, told Cole Cabana as well. And Matt Jackson was all over the ring. And the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was right behind him. Took off his fucking mask. And it was Hangman Adam Page. I was like, oh shit. And he took out Matt Jackson. He was going off. He hit the dead eye on Kenny. I was like, oh shit. See, Hangman interact with the fucking elite was awesome. And John Silver got back in the ring. Took out, I believe, was Matt Jackson. Rick Knox got back up. Pinfall 1, 2, 3. And the Dark Order defeats the Super Click. What a way to end fucking Dynamite. With Hangman finally interacting with the Super Click. Going after them. He is fired up. That man's got his confidence back. And he's fucking ready for Kenny for full gear. He is ready. Like some people, I know they didn't like this main event. They thought it was goofy. They said, oh, sports base and everything. I'm like, oh my god, but it's a Halloween with Halloween coming up, it makes sense. Like I said, they're not doing it randomly in a random month. You know what I'm trying to say? Man, people just love to complain to complain. It's just how it is. You know, nothing to do about it. But that was a good way to end Dynamite to a really good show. Because last week's Dynamite was, like, it was decent. The last Dynamite, to be honest. I want to be honest. It wasn't, you know, all, like, whatever in a way. But... Rampage tonight, though. So now we look to Rampage, though. Tonight on Rampage, we got Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston in the semifinals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Winner goes to the finals, face John Moxley or Orange Cassidy. We got Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel. And in our main event, we have the AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Abaddon. In a trick-or-treat match, you know, it's basically a notice qualification match. If Abaddon wins, she'll get an AEW World Title shot. AEW Women's, AEW Women's World Title shot. On Dynamite, next week we have three matches announced so far. I'm sure they'll announce two more tonight. We got Cody Rhodes versus Andrade El Idolo. We got in the TBS uh, Women's Tournament round one, we got Anna J versus Jamie Hader, and the winner faces Thunder Rosa in round two. In the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament in the semifinals, 
We got John Moxley versus Fresh Squeeze Orange Cassidy. The winner faces the winner of tonight's match between Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston in the finals. So I'm sure they'll announce two more matches tonight on Rampage, and we'll definitely talk about it. And on Sunday, my Rampage review. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your night. And I will talk to you guys this Sunday afternoon on Halloween with my AEW Rampage review.